Welcome to another episode of We Don't Die. I'm your host, Sandra Champlain, author of the international bestseller called We Don't Die, A Skeptic's Discovery of Life After Death. On the show today, we have Gretchen Bickert. Gretchen is a sound and energy therapist who works with people, animals, and groups. She leads group participants on transformational meditative journeys using gongs and other vibrational instruments. She is currently a support staff member and student tutor for the Sound Healing Academy in London and teaches kundalini yoga and meditation. She is also a certified grief counselor for those who are grieving the loss of a beloved pet. Her passion is using sound and energy, along with other holistic modalities, to assist with finding the way back to one's true self, home. Gretchen will be one of the presenters at the upcoming Soul Summit Scottsdale, September 12th through 15th, 2019. You can find out more at soulsummitscottsdale.org. You can also find out about Gretchen on her website, gretchenbicker.com, or you can go to familyfusionaz.com forward slash Gretchen. Gretchen, my friend, welcome to We Don't Die Radio. Oh, thank you, Sandra. I'm like, super excited to be on your show. Um, So thank you very much for this awesome opportunity to share a bit about sound and energy and hearing and animals and ah, all that great stuff. Yeah, all that great stuff. You and I met, I think it was at the Afterlife Symposium. I don't know. No, we met at the death and die, the double D. Oh yeah, we met a long time ago, didn't we? (laughs) Yeah. Oh my. Well, anyways haven't seen each other in a while, but it's great to connect. And there's a lot that you're up to. And I know, like myself, a lot of it does come out of grief. And Mm -hmm. if you wouldn't mind just sharing a little bit about who you are, how you got into this world, I'm really fascinated about your love for animals. And, uh, and I know you've experienced grief. So yeah, the floor is yours, my friend. All right. Well, thank you. Huh. Well, how did I get into sound? You know, I've always really been interested in music, played the violin as a child and the flute, and my family's always been musical and also really interested in math. It was like my favorite subject, and that really ties in with sound. But when I became um, a kundalini yoga teacher, um, I discovered the gong. <laughs> I'd already had a crystal bowl, which I loved. And then I decided the gong was just magic and I ended up getting one for myself and things just grew from that. It grew and I now have quite a large little inventory of instruments, Um, but it really started just, I I like to say I followed the breadcrumbs, um, meaning my path really just opened up and I kept getting led to things that really, no pun intended, resonated with me as far as sound goes. And I have been able to use it in such magical and interesting ways um, with animals, like you said, my love for animals, with um, people individually and in groups and in different settings, at weddings, outside, at fire ceremonies, um, when people are grieving, um, I've used it when my animals were dying. Um, So sound is just really, I don't think I found sound. Sound found me and gave me a nudge and said, hey, walk with me. 
So that's a little bit about my story. So did the sound find you years ago when you just got out of college, you went right into that? Or did you have a different journey? I had a different journey. I actually, um, you know, I've always been very interested in, um, back in the day, new age um, type of stuff. You Mm -hmm. know, when I was younger, I was part of a Louise Hay study group when I was in my early 20s. And really into aromatherapy and all of that kind of good stuff. And it really discovered sound specifically as a healing modality, although I really loved music and appreciated how it could shift how I felt. Um, but I started out working in nonprofits. Um, I was, uh, my degree is in um, applications programming, working with computers. And um, then I started volunteering at the zoo and things shifted there. I worked in the zoo field for over 20 years actually had an opportunity to play my gong for the elephants at the zoo, which was a magical. But during the time of working at the zoo, I was also diving deeper into my love of um, holistic healing and modalities, teaching kundalini yoga and meditation, um, learning more about alternative healing for animals, um, and I guess when, and, and so I was doing group sound healings. I was teaching yoga. I was teaching meditation. I was doing all of this. I was using my gong. But when my dog got sick with lymphoma, that's when things really shifted quickly. Um, Let's hear about your dog. Learning. Yeah. What's your dog's I'm name? Sorry? Let's, I want to hear Ernie. about your, Ernie. Oh, Ernie Noodle. And Ernie Noodle does have a Facebook page. He's been gone for six years. And Still has fans from all over the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he, he, that's a whole magical story in itself. Um, Ernie really taught me about what anticipatory grief was and about the death and the dying process and how I could incorporate some of these things that I had learned along the way with this whole journey that he was going on and I was going on too. Um, it's never just the person or the animal that's going through this. It's a team. It's everyone. You know, that's why I always talk about sound healing for, you know, animals and their people because it's teamwork. It's, it's all one thing. Um, How old was Ernie? Ernie, when he died, he was mm, around 14 ish. I had gotten him um, like 13 years or so earlier. It was my first adult dog. You know, you'd have dogs. I had dogs as a, as a kid, which were awesome. But this was like my first adult dog. And the people that I talked to about Ernie all agree with me that, you know, I know we love our dogs and we all have a special heart connection. He was like a person in a dog suit. <laughs> you know, he was just super wise. He touched many lives and he taught me so many lessons. He like literally like said, come on, sister, let's get going. You've got people to, to serve and support in this world. And even after he's been gone, he still appears in magical ways. I was just at a conference last week and it was a huge group reading and bam, he comes through. So, how, how did he know, come through? Just, Obviously, the name well, of the show is We Don't Die. So we love to hear stories of okay, reasons okay. to believe so, in the afterlife. So you can open the door I mean, and let it out. We don't mind. Fantastic. Great. Um, well, I have, had done a presentation 
at the conference. And um, I had brought with me his collar with its tags and bandana and fur from him and from two other dogs that were very special to me. Um, as I wanted to create this big altar during my presentation. And anyway, I had all these things stuffed in my suitcase. And so I'm sitting there and, and the, the medium says, okay, dogs coming through, dogs coming through. Dog, and somebody's got like something of this dog. So I raise my hand and you know, I'm in the back and I'm like, oh my gosh. And so I was like, well, I have, you know, some of his fur with me. And she's like, okay, okay. She's like, no, no, no. So there's something different. I mean, I, we're talking like collar and tags and I mean, someone has like everything. And I was like, raise my hand again. And I'm like, and, she, and I'm like, well, yeah, I do have blah, blah, blah. Cause I did this presentation and she's like, yes, I'm with you. And she's like, is it in your suitcase? And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> you know, yes, I, I, as a matter of fact, I do have all of my dog's belongings in my suitcase <laughs> and he came through, he was with my, my father. Um, and you know, she said, your, you know, your dad is here and, you know, he's on a horse, you know, who's it's the horses. And I said, well, my dad, you know, he, um, raised and bred Pasavinos and has loved horses since he was a kid. So he, there he was on his horse, you know, how does he know Amazing. my dad, right. whatever. And Ernie was with him. And um, quite honestly, I don't like remember. It's the strangest thing. Here's a reminder. If you get a reading, always record it because you will be in the space of like, what? And the energy. And I knew, and I think you'll resonate with this, Sandra. In fact, I know you will. As soon as it came through and it was me and it was like, all of a sudden I started to cry. And it's like, wait, what? And to me, it's like, if you're sitting there going, yeah, okay, mm, whatever, it's not resonating with you. But when that truth, when that energy, when that love, when that connection comes through and it hits you so hard that tears just come out and you have no control in this giant group of people, you're like, okay, that's truth. I, I got right? it. Yeah. I've, I've had that. Yeah. And I, it was, yeah. when was it? Uh, last September, not quite a year ago, somewhere that people didn't know me. And I always say to my dad, you know, why don't you just tell a medium you're an airline pilot? You know, because that's so obvious. Like, I would get that. And I at, up at that, till that point, there had been some people that had said some general things that I could kind of take. But lo and behold, this medium gets up in front of everybody. She's got a man here, says his daughter's in the room. His name is John. Of course, five of us raised our hands. And uh, she says, well, he's telling me he was an airline pilot. <laughs> My hands stayed up. And with such detail, she said, "She said, well, he's telling me he flew for American Airlines, blah, 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 how many siblings I have, Does, you know, state of affairs in my family, all kinds of stuff. And, it, and in that moment, it's overwhelming. I wish I had a tape recorder. My eyes filled with tears because normally these readings go to somebody else anytime I'm in a group. And I was, I was just so moved. So you're right. It's like a deer in the headlight kind of thing, tears. And then as soon as it was over and she went on somebody else, I just had to scribble what I remembered in a notepad, but it, it's right. incredible. Yeah. yeah. I just love it. And he's, he has come through 
you know, other readings, you know, with Suzanne Wilson, you know, she's like, who is this dog? He's coming through and people are actually like, you know, standing to the side. It's like parting ways. You know, things are parting. I see this dog comes through and I'm like, because she asked me, she's like, Ernie, she's like, what's your connection to Ernie, like Ernie Jackson, Ernie? And I'm like, no, Ernie, it's my dog. (laughs) She's like, okie dokie. And then it just went from there. And he was with who? My dad. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So, you know, this other medium didn't know that he was with my dad. I mean, it's just, it's incredible, you know, these things. And, And, you know, our minds, I have like a very, I'm a healthy skepticism, which I think everyone really needs to have that. Yes, I agree. You know, be, be open, but you know, be, have discernment. And so, you know, you like go, no, no, but there's, there hasn't been that. There has not been a way before he died, you know, I asked him to send me tennis balls. You know, that was our sign. That was our sign. Send me tennis balls. And, um, you know, and I said, it's gotta be something I can't second guess. You know, no second guessing of this because, you know, I will, you know, I'm going to be like, no. And so anyways, he dies. I call my girlfriends over. Um, We're sitting around. We're just having a chat like the wake, you know, the wake you do after, after a person dies. We're doing a little wake for my dog. Nice. So he's laying there. We're chatting. We're on the floor. You know, it's just, you know, whatever conversation. All of a sudden, this tennis ball rolls across the carpet carpet oriental rug boom rolls across we're all like wait what and i'm like wait and i'm looking up like did somebody do that or whatever and then a second one rolls across so not only did two tennis balls roll it was witnessed by two other people so no chance for second guessing Right. Great. It was amazing. And you know what? It changed my life. It literally changed my life for reals. And it's such you a know, I was, good thing, but, Gretchen, that you said that because whether it's Ernie or whether it's our loved one in spirit, <laughs> to be specific, if I know, so I know it's you, the tennis balls or whatever it may be. And pay attention. And, and that, that happened was pretty crazy. Oh yeah. Tell me about it. Hmm. But you're right. The specific, because our minds, and that's why it's another really great reason to, if you're having a reading with a medium, you know, ask about getting a recording. If you're having a one-on-one, because our minds will just replay it and be like, no, you know, and it gets all muddy and messed up. And I know, I'm going to tell you what, if, if my friends had not been there that day, I, I would be like thinking about that in my mind going, no, I hallucinated. No, you know, or whatever. Um, because it's like, that can't possibly be. And, you know, ever since then, it like opened up and I've always been spiritual. You know, we would see spirits in our house growing up and, you know, I've always been open to that. My family's always been very open to it. So I'm very lucky and very fortunate that I, you know, I could share that with my mom and my family. And they're like, holy cow, that's so awesome. You know, it wasn't like, no, you know, they were all like, whoa. Um, but to, you know, really um, 
allow yourself to record it, write it down, acknowledge it, journal it, keep track of it, because it's almost like in the process of acknowledging it, it's like gives, it throws energy out there. Like, like, oh my God, she heard me. Oh my God, that worked. Okay, I'm going to try again. I'm going to try again. And this time I'm going to do this. And this time I'm going to do that. But when we're not paying attention, I mean, I firmly believe that every single person gets signs from their loved one. And I don't believe that there's a waiting period. Sorry, people who believe this, but I don't believe there's a waiting period for signs to come through. I don't think our grief blocks it. What I feel like happens is we're so in our grief, we're unable to pay attention. You know, oh, we're so I've got deep that. In yeah. That process. Mm-hmm. We just can't see. And that's okay. That's all right. But I don't think that they're unable. I mean, that seems very strange to me. Like, what, after like 90 days, they get like the go pass and now they can send signs? Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, I don't, I mean, what? And that's okay. People can believe what they're going to believe. But I just would love for people to be open to their loved ones, you know, I, I've heard so many shared death experiences and people who have felt the essence of their loved one as they leave the world and then coming back in to just say thank you or whatever. And this is right after they have died. And this is from my dog. And I'll be honest, after he died, I was in a little bit of shock, of course, but I also felt something so magical and so beautiful and so peaceful as he left his body. It was like, wait, I kind of want to go. And not because like, I'm going to miss you so much and my heart is broken, but it's like, I'm getting a feeling that's a pretty awesome freaking place you're going to, you know, that whole energy. And so I allowed myself to be in that space of just neutrality and love and just, okay, before my mind decided to not be my friend so much, the whole grief, the guilt, the nah, the yammering, the ruminating thoughts. Why didn't I, why did I, you know, all of that. I made sure I sat within that space of beauty and love and then things shifted and it was like, Oh, yuck, this is grief. (laughs) But even within that, there's beauty. There's beauty when we lean into that. Lean into that and allow that process. You know, it's like, yeah. okay, I'm just going to allow. You know, it's not fun. I mean, oh, it's not fun. It it's it's torture. Yeah. Can, can you talk Tor- about torture is a good word? Can you talk about the lots of times? Was Ernie the first or no? The what? Talk about with the what? Uh, you said lots of times you've been through grief. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, Ernie, Ernie started, it seems like what happens really often with people is grief comes in like chunks, groups of people. And for more often than not, I'm finding with other people that I'm not alone in that, but Ernie, he died. And then, you know, what was lovely is I took time off and went to Michigan to spend time with my mom and, you know, um, was able to be there for a couple of weeks because I was just grieving and I needed to get out of my house and I just needed a change of scenery And so I got to spend some really good quality time with her, which was important because she ended up um, getting sick and dying um, about two years later. And um, the process that I went through with Ernie um, helped me understand a bit of what 
was to come, you know, I don't know if that was good or bad (laughs) because it was kind of like, oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. But I also remembered that moment of peace I felt right as he died. And so when I went to go and see my mom, I didn't make it there, but I had them put her on FaceTime as she was dying. It sounds strange, but I wanted to be able to see her and talk to her Mm -hmm. while I was waiting to get my flight in the morning. And it was just a very like sharing love and neutrality. It wasn't all just the tears at that point. It was just like gratitude and whatever I could say, you know, you can go, you don't have to wait for me. It's all right. And when I showed up to see her, and I had told my aunt and my sister, I said, just, I just need a few moments to be in the space of feeling her, the peace and freedom of her leaving her body before my mind starts to shift and maybe not become my friend. You know, that whole grief thing, right? Mm-hmm. Which I'm not saying the grief's bad, but there is that whole like torture of your mind. God. Um, so anyway, after my mom died, I then spent time with my dad who had Parkinson's. And so he died about a year later. Oh, actually, after my mom died, my mom died in September. And then in January, my other dog died, Charlotte, my little dog, Charlotte, she died. And then a year later, my dad died. And it just was a lot of, it's a lot of stuff to really um, go through, you know, and, and my neighbor who was a very good friend, he died. And it was just like, okay, people. Really, I need I need a breath. I need to take a breath. And after my mother died, we inherited her dog, Samson, and he ended up getting um, degenerative myelopathy. So my sister, who was my mom's caretaker, now became her dog's caretaker. And that was challenging. Um, but I traveled back and forth to Michigan a number of times in the nine month period that we had him in rehab and just keeping him comfortable and happy while he progressed through this disease. It's like ALS or Lou Gehrig's in humans. We got him a cart, we got him all of that. And we had to say goodbye to him in April. So that was another, I'm like, really? But you know what, Sandra, from the periods that I went through, I pulled tidbits of information and tools to help make it a good death. And I used a lot of flower essences and for both me and my sister, for both Samson, for allowing us to prepare the environment, to get prayers and readings ready, and to really be present. You know, I went through death doula training for humans, but really my intention is to continue using that for people and their animals, using the sound healing, using the flower essence, using these tools to help make death a good death. Right. Yeah. That's Flow through that. Pretty it's extraordinary. Oh. Mm. I'm sorry for all the pain you felt and all that happening in such mm. a short period of time. And Gretchen, no matter how much we believe in the afterlife, grief sucks. And it's, you know, you want to hold a person, you want to talk to them and they're not there. And it's, it's a natural biological thing, this grieving process that I so wish we could just turn it off or turn it down. I mean, obviously there are some things one can do to help ease the pain a bit, but it's tough. And for any of the listeners that are listening right now that you're experiencing grief, our, our hearts are with you. It is a absolutely tough journey. It is. It's, it's, it's really hard. And I don't think that it's a process, you know, that ever ends with clients that I work with one-on-one who've had grief and, 
you know, it's buried deep and they're surprised. They're like, I can't believe it's been 15 years. Why am I? And I said, Hey, we don't have answers for all of this. I said, but what I do have at the answer about grief is that you can't wish it away. Your body will actually say, Hey, guess what? My body's going to go through with it. So you're right. The physiological response to grief is real. That, that weird shaking, the brain fog, the, you know, somebody told me to put their car keys in the, ref- in the uh, refrigerator, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and it's like, you've got to stop as best as you can and take those moments to process and move through it and honor it, honor, honor that experience. I think that, you know, in time, it doesn't heal all wounds. That's a bunch of, I don't believe that. I think it may soften the edges a little bit. It's mm-hmm. a nice way of putting you know? it. Yeah. Yeah. And really be compassionate with yourself, especially. Absolutely. It it really is a journey. I mean, I, Gretchen, found myself talking so much, telling stories of what happened and how it happened over and over and over and over and over. And one day I just stopped talking. And then, you know, it's just waves of different, so many different things and so many different emotions. And so for our listener, I I know you do work with the grieving, but uh, I have a free audio called How to Survive Grief. If you go to we don't die oh my God, radio.com. Thank you. Well, it's what got me through it. It's everything I learned and it got me through it. And I just thought all I can do is give this information away. You, I have it. Oh, you one angel. Uh, you mentioned. I, I met you right after Ernie had died. That's why I ended up at that death oh. and dying That's, He just pushed me in and I was, I was gobbled up everything you had to say. Oh, you're sweet. <laughs> you're sweet. Yeah. And my dad had just passed a couple of years before that. Yeah. Uh, so when you say you work with your clients, can you just talk a little bit about that? Yeah. And then I'm, we can talk uh, about animals too. Yeah. <laughs> well, for people, um, I'm a sound and, and energy healer. Although, you know, I don't do any healing. The person does the healing. That's their, you know, it's, it's, um, everybody's responsible for, you know, allowing, I just create a space that allows people to create a space for healing. And so I use sound and vibration, crystal bowls, Tibetan bowls, tuning forks, um, gongs, as well as flower essences, which I absolutely love. That would be a whole nother phone call. Um, but I love flower essences. And um, so I create a space where they can relax and, you know, activate their parasympathetic nervous system for healing. And we go deep, we move energy and transform um, so that they can allow a space of healing to open up. Um, sound is just like an amazing, amazing modality um, for healing and for calm and relax. There's not, there isn't anything sound can't do. <laughs> it can even like break apart things. You know, you think about ultrasound and, you know, they're doing so much research with sound and our dolphins. We have to thank our dolphins for everything they've shared through their, you know, communications. Pretty so, cool. Yeah. So I work with people and with animals and um, the sound is actually, you know, since a lot of your listeners really tuned into the afterlife, the death and the dying and the grieving, I have found sound to be just a beautiful modality for, um, for assisting with the release of grief and allowing yourself 
an easier time to lean into it, you know, to just lean into um, that feeling, that process, you know, when things feel overwhelming, coming back to center and just being able to be with that pain that's just like so deep sometimes feels like it's, there's no bottom to it. Mm-hmm. As a you know, gift really... to our listener right now, yeah. as a gift, Gretchen is going to, at the end of this episode, we're going to hear uh, um, some sounds. So yes. yeah, usually when I say thanks for listening, see you soon. Well, don't press stop at that point. There will be more. And it will be a time, whether you listen today or another time, where you can close your eyes and relax and just be, what do I want to say? Let the sound wrap you like a warm blanket. And so it'll be a, a gift of healing from Gretchen. So at the end of this episode. Oh, yeah. Yay. I love that. Yeah. Thank you for you know, doing it's, that. It's just, yeah, for sure. You know, I was, I was, there's a, a really great um, documentary on Tom Kenyon. He's a, a sound healer and he's had just some crazy stuff go on, but he, he said sound vibration speaks to our souls. It speaks to our bodies it bypasses our cognitive mind and a door opens. And if you go through that door, you can discover miracles and mysteries about yourself. And I love that because it really talks about how sound can alter your consciousness and really allow this expansion and this journey within, right? So it's like life is an inside job, (laughs) you know, not an outside job, but we can go within and explore in just a beautiful, a beautiful way. I'm writing down life as an inside job. I think that's pretty great. <laughs> Aww. Yeah, I'm even thinking simple things about sound. I, you know, I, I have a lot on my plate these days, and uh, I just needed to get motivated today. So I put on some music, and that did it. And, and, and another thing is I, I saw a great documentary called Alive Inside. I don't know if you've ever seen that, but it was with... No, it sounds fascinating. Yeah, like the title. It's, it's with Alzheimer's and dementia patients that are so far gone. They're the people that you see in the nursing homes that are just lifeless in the wheelchairs or in right. bed. They actually put headphones on them. And with the iPod at the time, they would play music that was the music they would have listened to as a young person, like their generation. Yeah. And Gretchen, they came, they came back to life. They came back to life. And there's something that our music and sound center of our brain is the last to go. So it's the easiest to activate. And when you activate that, it activates whatever other neurons that happen. But I cried my eyes out. You can watch it on YouTube. Alive Inside Mm. is what it's called. I'm now the... Yeah, yeah, it's, it's really good. Mention but it. It's sound. Yes. So important. Well, one of the first senses to emerge when we're like in the womb is mm-hmm. our sense of hearing. So wow. it's the first to come in and it's the last, last to go. go. Yeah, because don't they yeah, say that when people are uh, approaching death and they could be loaded up with drugs and that they can still hear? Yeah. Keep yeah, it's talking. the last. Keep talking. Keep talking. Yeah, talking or singing or humming or, you know, even placing a hand. You know, some people don't want to be touched at that time, but, 
you know, hopefully that's another topic, the whole death theory, to have that conversation. But you can be close to them and hum or tone an ohm or just play their favorite music that they've chosen. I mean, I think that's such a special way to to be part of, you know, when they leave this world, this mm-hmm. active dying process. You know what I mean? I just, sound is just, I don't know. It's crazy. It's, it's awesome. It has so many wonderful facets to it. Just the, the frequency and vibration. And they're still, they're doing so much amazing research these days that, um, in fact, you know, super quick, I was just reading about something called the world soundscape project where this, this PhD guy, he is working on preserving our sonic landmarks. So it's this whole field called acoustic ecology where we're using our ears, not just our eyes, to be within our environment. Interesting. Yeah. I was like, wait, what? I'm like, no, I don't need something else to learn. I don't have time. Oh, my God. I need more time to learn, learn, learn. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Yeah. So there's lots of cool stuff out there um, related to sound. That is great. And And now... love it for healing. I want to ask you too, because I know you teach uh, yoga and meditation. Mm -hmm. As far as your beliefs in our soul's power or um, being present to see signs, do you think it makes a difference to, you said life is an inside job, but is to quiet our minds to tap into that kind of thing? That Can makes you, sense. I, I'm not quite sure you're asking. I, I don't think I said, even said it in proper English. <laughs> Is meditation and quieting the mind important to tap into signs from our loved ones or to our own spiritual essence? I guess you'd put it that way. You know, I think that like those are kind of two different things. I think like tapping deeper into our spiritual essence, I absolutely think taking some time to get quiet or to meditate is super beneficial and helps with that. But there are many forms of meditation. Some people find that within running or walking and connecting to nature that I don't think it's necessary that we have to sit Lotus style or in a chair and do this oming for 20 minutes a day. But I do feel that getting quiet, we will go deeper within. And I guess that, also would go hand in hand with being able to observe things around us. I don't think that it's a requirement to be a daily meditator to get signs from our loved ones or connect to the afterlife. But if our minds aren't quiet and we're not listening and we're distracted and we're not here in the present, we'll simply miss them. So that's the benefit of the meditation and the quieting. You know, and the deeper we can go within meditation, the deeper we can have some of these, you know, mystical experiences. Although there are some people that sit down for the first time meditating and bammo, you know, samadhi or whatever. And it's mm-hmm. like, oh, I'll just do that. So, you know, I don't know. I think there's a lot that we don't know about our time on this earth or where we've been here before or, you know, uh, who knows, you know, right. what our lessons are and where we are on our soul's journey. Does that answer your question or did I kind of go off on too much? I think it's perfect. It is a journey. It's a discovery. It's not something you can just receive an email to get all the answers. It's something that we all go on. And I do think as painful as grief is, it can crack us open to to begin this journey to grow. Uh, (gasps) Yeah. 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 I want to ask you too, Gretchen, you'll be 
at the upcoming Soul Summit Scottsdale, which is pretty cool, in September. Can you talk a little bit about that and what you will be doing? Because one can assume you will have some sound there. Oh, yes. Yes. Um, I'm super excited about um, sharing at the Soul Summit because what I'm going to be talking about is ancient sounds for healing and expansion of consciousness and, you know, the whole sort of theme about this upcoming conference is raising your vibe, right? So how do we use sound to do that? So the first part will be, you know, talking a little bit about the history and how sound works and sharing some tools, some take-home tools that are super easy that you basically put in your energetic pocket and pull out when you need to, no matter where you are. And then I'll end it with a little sampling of a beautiful guided meditation to expand your consciousness and just mm, go wherever, go on a journey, just going on a journey. And so you'll, you'll get an understanding of how sound works and it's going to be on the full moon. So mm-hmm. super awesome juice right there. <laughs> because I love the moon cycles and I love the, you know, auspicious nature of the energy on that full moon. And so what a perfect thing to have, you know, starting out the conference is a great time. We can, everybody can just kind of let go of preconceived beliefs, let go of whatever they're carrying that they no longer need and really bring in everything that is perfect for them at this time and right now, just you know, leaving the ego at the door and surrendering, you know. So that's a little bit about what I'll be doing. Yeah, it's <laughs> a nice way of saying it. Yeah, last year the Afterlife Symposium was the group that had the event, or that was the event. And so a little different this year, but still a lot of afterlife evidence and mediums and other great people. But it's not just about evidence of the afterlife, it's about living life powerfully who are we as souls having this human existence and things to like she said raise our vibration so it's like you know afterlife things are great i'm going to keep on with the we don't die conferences in the future and we might even have a afterlife something online in the future but yeah i know i'm I'm looking forward to 2020 you know Mm -hmm. When we fall into these journeys of expanding our consciousness, and when I do, there's, you know, there's some group meditations that I'll do. And at the end, you know, we, we take time at the end to allow in this open space where, you know, our brainwaves have shifted from this beta, you know, to either alpha or the theta to invite in our loved ones, invite in the angels, ascended masters, you know, whoever it is, just allow this connection, you know, to be so that we can have communication. I had one guy come, he um, had lost his dad five years earlier and had not grieved at all. And afterwards, he came up to me and his mom came up to me and thanked me for allowing this comfortable, safe, secure space to go within and journey. And I do a uh, sound healing every year on All Souls, All Saints Day. Um, and my specific intention for that evening is a connection to our loved ones. Um, 
in the light so that we can go there ourselves and have communication or sit and have a cup of coffee on a park bench or whatever our favorite thing was to do with our loved ones. So while we raise the vibrations through sound, it also creates a beautiful space where it slows the brain waves down and we can take those journeys to, to visit whoever we choose. That's really so. nice. Really nice. I'm excited. I did just for our listener, if you're interested in the soul summit, go to soul summit, Scottsdale, dot org to find out more. Gretchen, I wouldn't mind just because looking at the time, if yes. you would give a little information about what people can expect at the end of this episode by listening to the sounds. Could they have the intention of connection or healing or yeah, if you would just yeah, talk about that a little bit. You know what? I, I think what I'll do is I I will create a meditation at the end. That, that guides into this beautiful heart space. And through this heart connection, which is really how we connect with our animals, but we connect with our loved ones, our human loved ones in that way as well. And so I'll just guide the listeners into that space followed with some sound. And so it's a beautiful opportunity just to drop in. Oh, that's so great. That's so great. And for our listener, obviously, we are recording this. So Gretchen's going to record something (laughs) fantastic. And by the time you hear it, which is right now, it will be magically attached to this episode. And so you don't have to wait. See, it's the magic of technology. You know, it does help us at certain times. You know, it does some benefit to technology. Heck, I got to see my mother in her last moments. Thank you to technology. Exactly. Right. So there's some really good things about it. As Mm -hmm. long as we, you know, ration it out and we're careful and we still spend time with our bare feet in the grass. You know, if you can find it in Arizona, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Gretchen, thank you so much for being our guest today. Mm, Thank you, Sandra. I super, super loved being on here. And more than that, I love just having a chat with you. It was super fun. Oh, thanks. Loved it. Loved it. And you go to Gretchen's website, which is GretchenBickert.com or FamilyFusionAZ.com forward slash Gretchen. So in almost closing this episode, well, it'll be just my closing words, and then you will hear the beautiful sound from Gretchen. I just want to thank you for listening in today. I never know where these conversations are going to go. And it's just a dance talking to really great people about what they're most passionate about. And I hope you, like me, have been able to glean something great from this episode and just the importance of sound and signs and love and and all those good things. And so um, let's see, home base for this uh, this episode, this show is wedontdieradio.com where now you can find over 300 episodes, which are great about evidence of the afterlife, living life powerfully, and so much more. And there's also that free healing audio called How to Survive Grief. It says a few chapters of my book, We Don't Die, but it's actually the whole book when you click on it. And feel free to join our Facebook group. Just type in We Don't Die listeners. So in closing, I want to thank you for being part of this episode. Thank you to our guest. Thank you, our listener, for taking the time. And 
In closing, my name is Sandra Champlain. Always so happy to be your host on We Don't Die Radio. I do believe that life is an education for the soul and that your life here on earth is important. So remember to hang out and listen to the sound. And also, you know, the sound was the first thing we received and the last thing to go and just make it a priority in your life. So thanks for listening and we'll see you soon. Allow yourself to get into a comfortable and relaxed position, either sitting up or lying down. And let's begin by closing our eyes and taking a nice deep inhale and a full and complete exhale letting it go inhaling again through the soles of our feet all the way up to the ground and exhale all the way out releasing tension through the soles of our feet again let's inhale deeply through the soles of the feet up to the ground Exhale, releasing tension and worries and to-do lists. And one last time, nice deep inhale all the way up to the crown. And exhale, tension, worry, to-do lists out through the soles of the feet. Allowing the breath now to just be as it is. Allowing it to be without changing it. Being relaxed. Giving yourself permission to take this time to simply be present. see a beautiful sparkling white light floating down from source, floating down above the crown of your head, a beautiful white sparkling calm of light that begins to flow into the crown of your head, allowing this beautiful sparkling light to flow in to the crown of your head past your third eye, past your throat chakra, flowing into the chest and swirling around your heart center, filling every cell along the way, balancing and aligning you. As you inhale more, this beautiful sparkling white energy flows in through the ground continuing to fill the chest and expand down the arms, expanding and flowing down your legs, filling your body with this beautiful sparkling white light that is filled with healing, wisdom, and love. Inhaling, drawing in more of this beautiful light, 
exhaling and expanding it through the entire body, allowing it to flow out the fingers, flow out the toes, inhaling, bringing in more loving, beautiful light, exhaling and expanding it throughout the entire body.